Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. This is most certainly true. Jesus is alive and death is dead. His tomb is empty and our hearts are full. His promises are fulfilled. The victory has been won. Easter brings fullness and life and joy and meaning and hope into our lives and brings them in fullest measure. Our songs of Alleluia will never end. Join us to worship our risen Lord with this Easter sermon recently delivered at Grace. Through the Good Shepherd, we have access to the Father and are given the gift of everlasting rest. These words will serve also as the basis for today's sermon, the Gospel according to John chapter 10. Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me were, are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life, have it to the full. times I can remember being so overwhelmed. We had just finished an exhausting, excruciating, uncomfortable nine-hour bus ride from Lusaka, Zambia down to Livingstone. It was our intention to quick catch a taxi ride to the border and walk across to Victoria Falls, Zimbabwe. But the moment our bus parked, it was swarmed like ants to a fallen popsicle at a summer picnic. Clearly, we stuck out as Americans. And as the people flooded around the bus, they were pounding on the sides of the bus and looking through the windows and waving, trying to grab our attention as we stepped off the bus. All those hordes of people crowded around the rock crowded around us, calling out for our attention, and of course, for our business, too. Having never been there before and not knowing exactly what to do, it was a bit frightening and intimidating. Whom do you listen to? Whom do you follow? Who has your best intentions in mind? Who wants to take advantage of you and lead you astray? It was so overwhelming. If you've ever vacationed to Cancun before, 
then you know a similar experience. The moment you walk through the baggage claim, you are greeted by dozens and dozens of people calling out to you in English and in Spanish, over here, come here, follow me. One older lady was very nice and kind and asked where we were going, and I said our family was going here, and she said, I'd be glad to help and show you the way. I was very thankful. And the next thing I knew, I was listening to a sales pitch over here about timeshares and snorkeling adventures. Oh. I managed to get away from that without any time or money lost. You walk out the front doors of the airport, and there's hundreds of more people calling out for you in all kinds of different languages. Whom do you follow? Whom do you listen to? Who has your best intentions in mind? Who wants to take advantage of you and lead you astray? It's so overwhelming. And maybe that's how you feel on this journey of life. There are so many voices to listen to. So many people calling out to you, crying out for your attention, just begging you to listen. News stations spinning stories and current events to their slanted views. Podcasts and radio stations publicly airing their opinions and critiques. Music, TV, movies, all shaping the way we think and the direction of our culture. Advertisements begging you to buy, demanding you to vote. Social media flooded with posts and shares and pictures and memes and tweets screaming for your attention there. Celebrities and sports stars using their power and platform to influence. There are even people whose jobs are literally influencers today. Whom do you listen to? Whom do you follow? Who has your best intention in mind and who wants to take advantage of you and lead you astray? It's so overwhelming. In some ways, it could be considered good that this is overwhelming because this is not only about being anxious in certain life situations. If you listen to the wrong voice, if you follow the wrong person, you're not just talking about getting in the wrong taxi that costs too much in the wrong direction or getting a timeshare in Mexico you didn't want. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. If we listen to the wrong voice or follow the wrong person, we'll be going the wrong way and hearing lies, not truth, and getting death, not life. The consequence is more than lost time or lost money. It's being lost forever in hell. The voice you listen to matters. Throughout the years, the, the people and the platforms and the propaganda and opinions change, but the danger for God's people never does. 2,000 years ago, there were plenty of other voices clamoring and crying out for the attention of believers. 2,000 years ago, it was people like Greek and Roman poets and philosophers and priests in their Greco-Roman temples. In the Jewish communities, there were political zealots looking to rebel against the Romans and cause riots. There were Jewish spiritual leaders, and you probably know the loudest voice of them all was probably that of the Pharisees. 
Their fake piety and the phony laws they invented were screaming at people, do more, you're not good enough. They created this religion of works and holiness and guilt if you didn't match up to their standards. Today in the gospel account from John chapter 10, we really jump into the middle of a story. The first half of it, we heard here in church actually a couple weeks ago, before Easter, we heard about Jesus healing a man who was born blind. He gave him physical and spiritual sight. Well, the Pharisees were using their loud voice to criticize him and criticize Jesus. And today we pick back up in the middle of the story and Jesus addresses those Pharisees and those who would listen to him. Take a look again at what Jesus said in John 10. Very truly, I tell you Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Of course, he's talking about himself. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. But the Pharisees did not get this, that he was talking about them. He continues in the next paragraph in verse 8. Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. And in verse 10 he adds, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. These are strong words and strong descriptions. Thieves, robbers, steal, kill, destroy. Just like the Pharisees he was addressing back then and others at the time, so also today. Enemies to the sheep are dangerous. They only want to take and take and take from you. One of the most formidable foes is the one that's living inside of us, our own sinful heart, our own sinful nature. Sometimes the sinful heart will whisper, sometimes scream to you, follow your own desires, take what's yours, believe your own personal truth, do what feels good. But listening to my own thoughts, feelings, passions, desires, logic, and reason would be like a sheep wandering out of a sheep pen or away from the shepherd because it thinks it's found a better path. Your sinful heart, your sinful nature only wants to take your trust in your shepherd. And that's dangerous. Then there's all the other enemies in this world that we are surrounded by, and they want to take and take and take as well. Celebrities and famous people and sports figures that collectively in the media form a narrative want you to act a certain way. The sinful world wants you to think a certain way to question God and his existence, to criticize the Bible's truth and accuracy, to challenge what God says is right or wrong. But the sinful world is using its enticing voice because it wants to take from you. It wants to take your humility, take your honesty, take your sobriety, take your purity, take your decency. And that's dangerous! Meanwhile, Satan is working in cahoots with your sinful heart and the sinful world as he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for some lost sheep 
to devour. If we stray from the sheep pen, we're exposed. If we stray from other sheep, we're vulnerable. And if we stray from the shepherd, we are helpless and weak. Satan wants to lure you in with his lies. Have you noticed how he will promise you the world, but he never delivers, he never gives anything. He only takes, he wants to take your soul with him to hell forever. And that's dangerous. Listen to the voice of your good shepherd today as he warns so clearly, thieves, robbers, steal, kill, destroy. Our enemies, the devil, the world, our sinful nature want to give nothing. They only want to steal and kill and destroy. God, forgive our ignorance. And God, forgive our sheepish foolishness when we listen to these voices. And we must confess that there is a problem. If we're listening to our own passions and desires, if we listen to our own wants, if we listen to our own reason and logic more than we listen to the voice of our Lord, that's a problem. If we are listening to podcasts or politicians or pundits, if we're listening to celebrities or superstars, if we're listening to Fox News or CNN more than we're listening to the voice of the shepherd, that's a problem. If we're scrolling through TikTok, scrolling through YouTube, Be Real, Snapchat, or you name it, more than we are scrolling through the scriptures, that's a problem. If we're enjoying the fleeting pleasures of this world more than we enjoy the green pastures of rest in God's house on Sundays, that's a problem. How quickly sheep can be lost. Listening to the voices of others in this world, it's overwhelming, it's dangerous, it's sinful. How thankful we can be that we'll hear our young children sing in the closing hymn today, Alleluia, Alleluia, give thanks to the risen Lord. What a joy in our risen Lord on this Good Shepherd Sunday that he is in fact just that, our Good Shepherd. How thankful we can be that the shepherd came to seek and save lost sheep. He came to lead us out of the eternal valley of the shadow of death. He came to lead us on his own paths of righteousness, as the scriptures say, for his own name's sake, because we've done nothing. How thankful we can be we have a shepherd who would lay down his life and become a lamb himself, a lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It was not long before Jesus would go into Jerusalem for that sacrifice that he had a little break moment. He went up on a mountaintop. Some of you know this story well. He was with Peter, James, and John, and there he transfigured. He changed before them, shining as bright as the sun. And the heavens opened, and his father spoke and said this, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. 
What a good reminder from our Heavenly Father. This is the one to listen to. His beloved Son. The one with whom he was so pleased because he did listen to our Heavenly Father. He did show perfect love and obedience. He did that for you and for me. He was so pleased with his son Jesus because he was willing to carry out his plan to come here to live and die for so many lost sheep, for all the lost sheep in this world. He was so pleased with his son that he would become the great Passover lamb whose blood would pay for your sin and mine and buy us back from death and hell. So do what the Father says. Listen to him. Listen to your good shepherd today as he warns you about the enemies who are thieves and robbers and want to steal and kill and destroy. Listen to the good shepherd as he warns about those who want to take and take and take. Listen to the good shepherd because he does just the opposite. He gives and gives and gives. Did you notice that contrast in Jesus' words today? As he described enemies of the sheep, but then described himself. Everything about himself was taking his own initiative, taking action for us, doing something to us. Listen to what Jesus said about himself. He calls his own sheep by name. He leads them out. You have, in fact, been named by the Good Shepherd. You were named at your baptism. You were marked and sealed and branded with his cross as you were named, baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and named a Christian as one who follows Christ. And from that moment forward, the Good Shepherd has been leading you out into Christian living. Sometimes he leads you to green pastures. Sometimes it's through the valley of the shadow of death. But the Good Shepherd is always leading. None of this has anything to do with silly Simple, sinful sheep. It's the good shepherd who jumps to action. The good shepherd who sought us out when we were lost sheep. It's the good shepherd who bought us back from death. He feeds us. He forgives us. He calls us by name. He leads us. What other religion has a God who does so much for his people? What other religion has a solution where everything is done for you? What shepherd, what savior can compare to ours who is not convoluted or mystical but speaks so clearly today in verses 9 and 10? I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and may have it to the full. Jesus is the one and only gate and entrance to heaven and the one and only shepherd who will lead you there. If we truly understand who we are, sheep bought with the blood of the lamb shepherd, Children, dearly loved by God, completely forgiven, brought to the safe pastures of his sheep pen. If we truly understand this, then we will follow the advice of our Heavenly Father and listen to him. Now, of course, listening to Jesus means living in this world with care and caution and not listening to others. 
Pay attention to what Jesus says scattered throughout the gospel today. Verse 3, Jesus says, The sheep listen to his voice. Verse 4, His sheep follow him because they know his voice. Verse 5, But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Then in verse 8, All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. Maybe it would be a good idea this week to do a little personal inventory and reflection time. How much do you listen to the Good Shepherd? How carefully do you listen to the Good Shepherd? Sometimes you can go ahead and literally check for a large majority of you in your room. Go ahead and check your phone. Not right now. Check your phone and look at, look at your screen time. And how does your screen time compare to your scripture time? All the music you love to listen to, the radio, the podcasts and playlists, and speaking to the younger generation especially, you know you can check your stats on Spotify and Pandora about all that. How does that compare to time you might spend, even just a little time, listening to the audio Bible or a devotion, a time of grace devotion, which is all over the place, the Grace Church podcast? For those with children and, and families, how does your family time, your time around the TV, compare to time in devotion or time in prayer? Are children and grandchildren sitting at the feet of Dora and Dude Perfect more than at the feet of their dear Savior and Shepherd? All the joy that you have in a Brewers game, a concert, a performance, a night out with friends, time and dinner at a restaurant, how does that compare with your joy of being in God's house on Sunday? Our shepherd is so good and gives so many good, good blessings. In fact, many of the things I just mentioned are very good and fun and useful and enjoyable. But Jesus says that he wants us to be in the world, but not of the world. The shepherd doesn't want you to get lost among all the voices out there. He wants you to know his voice personally to follow him closely and to live with him eternally. What did Jesus say in the last verse today? I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Literally, he said, life that is spilling and brimming over in abundance. The 23rd Psalm we all love says it so well. The good shepherd wants you to know the peace of his quiet waters and to drink in the living water of his forgiveness. He wants you to lie down in the peace of his green pastures as he provides for you and takes care of you. He wants you to walk on righteous paths and follow him, not because of you, but for his own gracious name's sake. He wants you to have comfort and calm seeing his good shepherd rod and staff as he leads you even through the valley of the shadow of death in your life's worst moments so that you need not fear any evil because he is with you. He wants you to know the joy 
that even in the presence of your enemies he'll prepare a table before you and anoint you and your head with so much oil that your cup of blessing just spills over. Your good shepherd surely wants goodness and mercy to follow you all the days of your life until you dwell in his house forever. That is life and life to the full and that's what the good shepherd wants for you. So, dear sheep, listen to him. Thanks for listening. To learn more about God's grace, to support the work that we do to proclaim the love of Jesus in Milwaukee and around the world, and to find our schedule of special worship services, please visit www.gracedowntown.org today. And we'd love to have you join us for worship sometime soon. This grace is for you.